It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, James O'Neill, Tyler West, and I, Luke Cubforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Guys, can you please join me in welcoming Tyler West from the podcast hey, Everyday Hustle. Hey, hello, hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Thank you for having me. So, I'm still really jealous of your name, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the coolest Such name a good in the name. world. No, you know what? It's picked up. It really isn't that deep. Honestly, I'm not Kanye West. Yeah. It's not going to happen, right? So Tyler does a podcast called Everyday Hustle. Tyler, can you give us a little intro on what you do over there? Absolutely. So it's sort of like an, it's an inspiring one, to be honest with you. It's a deep dive into five days, five pivotal days in the guest's life uh, that has got them to where they are now. So five pivotal days on their journey that has been like sort of uh, changing their direction in a sense, may have like been a loss, may have been a, a massive high, um, but it, it really shows another aside to the guests that come on the show some that you may not really realise from the work that they do and, the, and these are like quite young like entrepreneurs that have made oh, their own like, yeah so it's yeah. entrepreneurs it's talents it's creators it's just genuinely inspiring people in the in the, in the industry that we work in and also other industries um, in themselves who's yeah, your most exciting so cool. guest you ever had oh right most exciting guest uh, he's not had them yet well, I, well yeah I know because some of them <laughs> exactly you guys coming on um, my most exciting guest yeah I'd say there was my friend Ahmed, Ahmed Mohammed. Uh, he started a company called Muscle Fit Basics with fifty pound and it had a six figure turnover wow. um, from his well mum, his mum's bedroom. It was amazing. Wow. So oh uh, that's inspiring. If you want to go into fashion, we have entrepreneurs that come on the show that have started up their own apps. Uh, we've got Love Island stars coming on soon. Uh, we've got poets. We've got uh, a, lot, a lot of uh, a lot of familiar faces. So. Josh gave me a look as he said Love Island yeah, stars. Yeah, I know. What was that one about? Luke has no interest in that. I have been doing a lot of work with the Love Islanders recently. So. <laughs> They're fun. They're yeah. a good bunch. Yeah. They're really cool. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, imagine going from Rowdy. A thousand followers to three million. Yeah, and, and they don't see that growth while they're over there. I know, so they're on the island. They go in. Nobody cares about them. They come out. Three million Suddenly followers. Yeah, Suddenly a time machine. Literally. Yeah. I, I still don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, James, we started with your story. Can you please tell us how the poll results did? We did. Uh, my question last week was: Is it okay for Eminem to use the word faggot? And interestingly, seventy-three uh, percent said no. Yeah. But for the first day of the poll, that. yes was winning. Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting. Wow. So I found that really like, interesting, but it flipped on day two, and it just no kept going ahead. Yeah, the, yeah. I thought I was like, oh wow. I thought you'd won. <laughs> I, I was honestly, I thought no would be like a hundred percent, and then the first day it was the first a delete, day was no like, was on like eighty. But yeah, I, I think it, it leveled out. I'd 
close to where I think it was going to go to. Yeah. Ava said on Twitter, context or not, he shouldn't be able to use it. If he did identify with the LGBTQ movement, it could be seen as reclaiming it, but he has defended his actions by saying he had a different understanding. And Tyler, can you please tell us how Lucy's question went last week? Of course. So Lucy asked, should there be a ban on under 18s buying energy drinks? Uh, the polls came in and it was very, very close, to be honest with you. Uh, yes came in at 40%. No at 56%, other at 4%. Um, Sammy on Twitter said, energy drinks were the reason my sleep schedule was awful in school. So I think if it was more restricted until you were 18, then it might be a good idea. What do you think, Tyler? I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of energy drinks back at school. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm quite no, simple with I. my diet. Like, uh, you know, a fast food, I yeah, like them. bring it my way. But my <laughs> energy drinks and, and things like that. No, I just wasn't, I really wasn't a fan, man. All right. And my story last week asked the question, should schools ban mobile phones? And we had a very decisive audience <laughs> with 74% saying no. So I got utterly told and put in my place this week. Because I was very much for it. I think the main thing to remember is that it is a technology that isn't going to disappear. So actually, not only should they not ban it, they should definitely embrace it more. Make it a part of learning. All right. And Vicky said on Twitter, my school has banned phones for the lower school. And yet when I was in the lower school, we still all use them anyway. It's about teaching kids how to use social media and technology responsibly because banning phones simply does not work. That's a fair point. All right. Fair enough, Vicky. All right. I'll shut up in the future. <laughs> All right, so can we please move on to the first story of the week, and that is Tyler's story. This one spurs from the latest episodes that happened in the US Open. Um, this is a headline from the BBC. There's sexism in tennis, but that doesn't excuse Serena Williams' behaviour. Three things you need to know for this one, Josh. Naomi Osaka won the US Open after Serena Williams had accused the umpire of being a thief in some of the most dramatic scenes at the Grand Slam final. Uh, Williams was given a game penalty for her outburst, which followed by racket smashing and another code violation as Osaka won 6-2, 6-4 in New York. After Carlos Ramos had docked her a point for the racket smash, Williams argued with the umpire, telling him, you are a liar. You will never be on a court of mine as long as you live. When are you going to give me my apology? Say you are sorry. The chief executive of the Women's Tennis Association, Steve Simon, issued a statement to say he did not feel Ramos was as tolerant to Williams as he would have been to a man. However, others argue that whilst Williams has been the victim of misogyny and racism throughout her life, that does not make her immune from sanction when she steps out of line. Uh, My question to you is, do arguments of inherent sexism and racism in sport excuse Serena Williams' on-court behaviour? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Uh, No, she's a professional. She's a tennis player. It's a very... It, it's it's a sport that requires a certain etiquette. McEnroe went through the same thing. He was penalised a lot. However, one Steve's there's a man at the head of the women's. Yes, tennis I, I saw that. <laughs> that really confused me. Although I completely agree with what he said. So go, Steve. <laughs> you shouldn't have your job, but I agree with what you're saying. I see um, where your inherent sexism comes from. Yeah, I have never seen an umpire turn around to a man on a court and say the words, you are a liar. Not you an umpire. never be on a court it's of the mine. Player. No, the, the, player. Player, the player said that. Serena Williams said that said to the Serena umpire. Williams, yeah, that you'll never be on a court of When are you going to give me my apology? Say you are sorry. Oh, wow, I read that wrong then. Right. <laughs> this is Serena Williams turned to the umpire and who's meant to be the head of the game, by the way. This is the, the thing I really have a problem with. <laughs> yeah. Is like... All of sport is about respecting hierarchy, right? And respecting rules. And she's just gone, I'm really famous and can get away with whatever I want. Mm. Now, does that excuse... It also looks like she was losing quite badly regardless of these (laughs) dots. It was all going downhill for Williams. Yeah, 6-2 in the first game. Like, that's you're getting whooped. 
Sure. And the, <laughs> the thing that I found, I found really uncomfortable with this is that Serena Williams is essentially um, eliciting or using a very legitimate movement towards lack of sexism and lack well, of how, racism. How has she done that? Because I can't see where she's done that. Basically, they're saying that because of all the things of which she's been through, regardless within the sport, yeah. should that then excuse what she's gone through? So but, basically like, oh yeah, because um, I lost my dog. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. bad example. She went off court. Yeah, no, no. She I, went off course completely. But off court, she has said that it's because of what I've suffered. So she left rape. the court and she said directly to reporters, mm. this is sexist. They wouldn't treat a man like this, etc., etc." And the thing that I found funny about that was, so... What she she knows she's broken the rules of tennis. Racist or sexist? Did she say sexist, sexist specifically? Okay. Yeah. Um, but what she did was she, there are three things she did wrong. Firstly, she was getting coaching signals from her coach off court, which firstly is whether you agree, agree that it should be allowed or not is against the rules. Yeah. Secondly, she mm. smashed her tennis racket against the floor. Well, that's, also, that's you're not allowed to do that. Not allowed to do that. Just flat out not allowed to do it. And thirdly, she called the umpire a thief. And to me, even if even if they treat men and women differently. That's sort of irrelevant. You should be campaigning for men to be treated more harshly because you still broken the rules. Not to go, well, I should get away with it because other people get away with it. That's not the point. The point is you still did the thing wrong. Was your punishment still deserved? Broke the, yes. still broke the rules. <laughs> you know, one thing I've never really understood about this whole like situation when it comes to umpire and hierarchy in sport is that it's not like the umpire is going to go around and say, oh yeah, you, you just give me a really good argument. I'm going to change my point and change my decision and give you that point. It's not going to go back. So, so why, why players uh, actually argue after the decision's been made and is a joke in itself and make themselves look bad and make like, themselves look bad exactly hot-headed like that yeah. uh, before I got into the presenting game I was um, a player for the Great Britain handball team and we literally what? we had so, hang so, on don't move on from that because I never used to talk to anybody I used to be like really really big on my sport and gym um, still am on my gym but just not as much handball anymore but anyway we used to have classes where we would sit there and look and look at mannerisms and characteristics of which you dis- should display as professionals on the court I didn't consider myself as a professional just a boy boy that threw a a ball into a goal but um we would have classes on that so if you're at that level and you're in the public eye and you're an absolute inspiration to you know aspiring tennis stars Mm. you shouldn't be acting that way regardless of racism regardless of sexism Mm. regardless of anything of which you're going through you need to be able to maintain a hot head otherwise that's just a bad reflection on yourself and Mm. the sport and the sport in general if if he had been I mean he hasn't been sexist or racist Mm -mm. this this umpire um so, I, but if he had been, would her behavior then be justified? If the match, she was frustrated and she felt like, and then an outburst occurred, would you still think that she should stick to being a it professional? Would be two separate issues, if, he, if he'd been yeah. explicitly sexist and racist, then sure. But then he shouldn't have his, he'd just get fired if that was yeah, true. Yeah, 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 like, he shouldn't have his job. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the thing I found really uncomfortable was basically like, I think far too often we live in a, in a society where we are obviously as a society moving towards equal rights mm. and people often use and bastardize equal rights movements mm-hmm. in order to get things that they want, which yeah. actually distracts from the, from the actual movement and makes yeah. it look ridiculous. Entirely. To be honest, I think it, it sounds like she's had a very difficult match. She's got very frustrated. Yeah. Um, extremely frustrated she's kind of lashed out and I think walked into a press pit full of reporters and said something she didn't lashed mean out, yeah. lashed out at an umpire that's just turned up to do his job and let's not yeah. forget that it's not just any umpire like this is the go-to guy when mm. it comes to the Grand Slams like yeah, he front yeah. faces all of them and he's he's also the guy that is, is known for standing up to star-studded players in the tennis industry so yeah the other thing as well that you said Josh was, was she walked off 
um, caught and spoke to reporters. The reporters were all on her side. And so I think that sort of speaks to a really interesting thing we have where we, we're living inside a media bubble who are so ready to jump on like a sexism or a racist. I think the thing I'm struggling with in this story is that he wasn't sexist or racist. So it's hard to to yeah. kind of judge her behavior based on that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the... the I think I people think like Serena Williams are setting a, a hugely important movement back. Yes. Mm. And it's getting to a point now where even the most ignorant of people are just starting to think, oh, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous that I think I'm worth more because I have a penis or because yeah. my yeah. skin's slightly bright. Do you know what I mean? Lighter. Mm. Like people are just about starting to get that that shouldn't be a thing. And it's ridiculous that it is. And outbursts and things like this are setting it back. So I 100% think that she needs to come out with a statement that just apologizes wholeheartedly. Like, there is no hiding from this. Like, she's actually... It's really shameful what she's done. Like, I didn't... I don't know if it was necessarily malicious, though. It just seems like she was really frustrated and maybe made an offhand comment to her So then she needs to say that. How she needs to apologize. How many days has this been... I'm just saying that she's not... uh, Maybe not done it intentionally, but... Or she can intentionally apologise yeah, for it then. exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, she had kept her cool throughout that whole match, like, mm-hmm. with, with all the decisions that went, went, went against her, um, what sort of things the press would be saying after that? Like, would they still be sitting there looking at it in a positive light and saying, oh, she's amazing, she had all this against her, and yeah, she came second, but what an honourable defeat sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or do you think they'd still be, you know, chasing this idea of, of sexism and racism? Well, I think... Well, I'm kind of confused, because first of all, it's two women playing each other, mm-hmm. so it can't be sexist. Well, say, well, they're saying that the umpire well, obviously treats um, them differently to other, other in, male In a male-male game, yeah. he, they, that men would have been allowed off with, with sort of smashing their racket mm. or shouting at They're the, absolutely not. I, I mean, that, yeah, that is the thing, is that there is a lot of evidence that that's not true. There's, Maybe there's, they would have been sort of less so. But it's, what she's annoyed here about, basically, is the correct application of the rules. Mm. And she's calling that yeah. sex, isn't <laughs> Yeah. And also, when it's talking about racism, they're both different nationalities, both... Uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of... Well, it's he's, saying that he's saying that basically a white man would have been... She's saying, that he, she's saying basically that a white man would have been allowed to get away with cheating. I just really don't see how you can drag the, the racism element into the situation. Yeah. To be honest. Like, and, and speaking like, you know, on behalf of my Jamaican heritage, I think, you know, if something's happened to you before in the past, like racism is always in sport. When I w- was playing over in Hungary, they'd never played with anybody of a tan colour. Yeah. And, and they were like taking pictures of me and I thought, oh, I'm a really good player. But <laughs> actually, no, that wasn't the case. Um, but I think that for you to move forward in those situations, they need to be left in the past. If you keep bringing them up or, or they, they come into the situation as an excuse, you're going to continue to be treated differently. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's the, the, the struggle. Don't get me wrong, there needs to be campaigners, but that's what Martin Luther King was for. Do you know what I mean? Like the, those sort of people back in the day, the, the, the black history when it goes back yeah, that way. Yeah, Serena Williams is more of an icon. She's meant to be the professional she's meant to be that person that's respected and looked up to and not making mistakes like this no, that being said i don't yeah. think she's made this mistake and you should just completely disregard her like she's an amazing amazing yeah. athlete yeah, yeah, holy yeah. hell has she like wow the the, the sisters the pair of them like, like, what, her, what, what sister, they've yeah. achieved their backgrounds and what they've come through to get to where they are is amazing so it's not this doesn't get rid of all that. And I think that's really important as well. You can't forget mm. everything she has done yeah. for black athletes, for yeah. female athletes. 
because she's made a mistake. That's why I think it's really important that she makes a statement and clears this up and clears goes, the air a bit. <laughs> this is why I got frustrated. Exactly. I mean, if she comes out and she can justify it, if she, yeah. you know, slams the, slams the hammer down and she's like, well, hang on, here's nine matches where men weren't penalized for throwing their racket down. From and the, I from was. Then it's like, might from this umpire. Out, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> Bang. You know, she's, that's it. But like, I don't think there is. So I think, yeah, again, she, she needs to make that statement quickly and, and just, explain what happened but also I think she's still pretty awesome and she made a mistake alright well you can let us know what you think over on Twitter and our polls at Educating Josh it is time for the second story of the week that's my story alright guys my story comes from The Guardian and it is that Nike sales surged 31% in days after Colin Kaepernick ad unveiled analyst says here are the three things you need to know josh the sportswear giant released the first version of its ad on monday the labor day holiday it featured the quarterback and the slogan believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything just do it Kaepernick has been without a team since opting out of his San Francisco 49ers contract in March 2017. In 2016, he was the originator of the protests by NFL players targeting racial injustice and police brutality, which involved kneeling during the pregame playing of the national anthem. Donald Trump has made the protests a key part of his appeal to his base, arguing that the players are disrespecting the anthem, the US flag and the military. In announcing the deal, Nike said Kaepernick was one of the most inspirational athletes of his generation. However, with a less than squeaky clean past, some question Nike's intentions with this campaign, arguing there's nothing like controversy for the purposes of creating a conversation, waking up the media, raising your brand profile, and shifting units and raking in dollars. My question for you, Josh, is, do you think Nike using Colin Kaepernick and their advertising campaigns is a good thing? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. Uh, yeah, I think it's amazing. I think it's absolutely fantastic. All right. Well, I'm going to try and persuade you that it's not. <laughs> I but think not for the reasons you might think. I think you're really going to struggle. <laughs> first thing I want to point out is, however, people are suggesting that Nike want to make money. Newsflash. Yeah. Nike want to make Nike money. Want to make sure. This, this well, news that people keep reporting on. You, you, oh, guys. Nike want to make money. <laughs> Do they? It's not a news story that companies want to make money and using a profile like Colin Kaepernick's to do that. There's nothing wrong with it's that. It's a no-brainer. It's Yeah, it makes complete sense mm-hmm. as long as it's done in the right way. Ka- Kylie, Kendall, Jenner, wh- whichever one of the Jenners that did the thing with the Pepsi... That is not how you do it. Like that is <laughs> with the Pepsi or the Coca-Cola advert, right? That was awful. That's how you do it badly. Yeah. That's the risk you take, though, when you do something like yeah. this. Is if you're going to make such a bold statement, you have to do it properly. Mm. Nike did it properly. Colin Kaepernick. Their whole slogan at the end, by the way, is, is sacrificing everything. Is he has pretty much sacrificed everything 100%. to take that kneel. Like his whole life has been geared toward being geared towards being an athlete on one of these teams it's one of the hardest things to do is to beca- is to play for the NFL mm. it's it's amazing the journey these guys go on and <laughs> Donald Trump has come out in protest just to put it into perspective as well there's 32 teams in the NFL eight of those teams the owners of eight of the owners of those teams funded Trump's campaign and they are white males <laughs> so it's very obvious why Trump is in protest of this and mm. why Kaepernick hasn't been picked up since opting yeah, out of his contract ask you about this, by you're a, another team. You're a massive NFL fan, whereas I, I just... 
I don't know. Like the story. <laughs> I don't know about football. Yeah. And so what, what I've heard and what I've read is there is an assertion that Kaepernick has not been picked up because the NFL are basically pressuring teams to let not him die. Him yeah. Which mm. is terrifying. Yeah. The NFL has one of the highest ratios of Trump supporters in any industry. That's crazy. As in wow. owners that own. Like the NFL has one of the highest ratios of Trump supporting owners. They I mean, that's all, they all donated to his campaign. Yeah. So I completely understand that Trump talking about it. Um, I think that, um, oh, here we go. I don't think Americans should be proud of their national anthem and should be singing it when the, the things that are happening over there are happening. Sure. Yeah. And I completely think that disrespecting it by kneeling very respectfully yeah. is fine. It's like it's that. Fine. You if you're going to do things. it at any moment, then that's the moment to do it, to stand it's, up for your rights. It's, it's, point, it's right? not hurting anyone. It's no. very well thought through. And it causes... My problem, if you remember, with the story on the plane with the person that protested the, the um, immigration thing that happened... That wasn't thought through. It had effects on people. It was a selfish way of doing it. I still agreed with the action, but it was selfish. This was a very well thought through way of getting through to people that what was happening wasn't wasn't okay. And you are dealing with a... The NFL is one of the most successful corporations in America. It is a corporate yeah. corporation. It's a money-making business. They fine their players for wearing... Um, pink trainers that support cancer trusts and things like that and players do it anyway they do it anyway they pay the fines and, and they it's just there's a lot of control in the NFL that isn't that isn't good but it's also one of the most amazing sports now look, I agree with you that this is a great thing in some ways mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the thing that I struggle with because you sort of alluded to in your intro is a newsflash Nike's a company that wants to make money yeah yeah I agree with that but what I find uncomfortable is the assertion that they are doing this and they would say they're doing this for empowerment and for the betterment of of the sport or for the betterment of racial equality or that would be the idea behind it. It wouldn't be just... That's why they're using him. Well, I think you have to not always look as, at a corporation as this big, scary thing, right? So there is a marketing manager that's at Nike whose job it is is to promote Nike in the best way possible. That person is a human being that has feelings, has their own things that they want to promote and support. So that marketing manager, is, it's probably it's not Nike that have done this. This is a person and a team of people that have come up with this idea. And they probably themselves very much want to support the cause support make a way mm -hmm. make I'm awareness sure. for I'm it sure. Nike is a you know they're, what they're doing is Nike are going well, look we want the biggest campaign ever Nike could have stuck anyone on there and it still would have been but it's a risk it wouldn't, have, it's, it's, it wouldn't have increased sales by 31% in a week yeah. though but that is and yes. I think that, that I, I agree that the individual people are coming from a good place yeah but what I find uncomfortable is the sort of using the bastardizing of the racial movement in order to increase your sales because what they, they'll have done their maths if this wasn't going to increase their sales if this would decrease their sales and hurt their business they wouldn't have done it but it wasn't a given well, Especially it, it after the Pepsi they, they will have done their maths looking at... Well, so will Pepsi. Pepsi. PepsiCo is one of the biggest corporations in the world. They will have done their research they, but, but and but calculated issue, it as well. The issue with Pepsi was not anything to do with whether they whether they were targeting the right um, movement. It was the fact that they were idiots in the way they did it, and the story yes, sucked. but they would have still done all their... They, they did it sure. in the right... They did but it in the wrong Nike way. If, if this wasn't going to benefit their sales, Nike wouldn't have done it. Also, Colin Kaepernick is a person who can make that decision. It's not your place to make that decision, or mine. He's been 
offered this opportunity. He said yes. He is the, he said yes. But I think in his position, I think anybody would. You yeah. know, you're in that position when you're not being picked up by teams. They're all against you for something that you was just he fighting needs for money. Beliefs. He needs money. <laughs> he, needs <to laughs> eat. That's he, true. he does not need money, by the way. Uh, his contract that he had for the three, four years he was he's been with the 49ers. Things well, he probably needs that. money to keep up his lifestyle that he likes. Yeah, maybe maybe he just wanted yeah, some new nightclothes. Money would have been an offer. Do you not think it's disingenuous in any way? No. No, I think I think maybe to idiots, maybe to people that aren't stupid enough to educate mm. themselves on the fact that Nike want to make money. Yeah. I think it well, I highlights. Think I think that's a lot of America. Well, then educate the yourself. Thirty-one percent of your sales have gone yeah. up because people will have gone into no, no, have gone into a shop about... and they've gone. Oh, I need to get some new shorts. Oh, I'll get Nike because they support racial equality well, no see, they absolutely the don't well, well but then is it the people that are sort of opposing the advertisement giving it the attention it needs that's making the like the diehard night fans come out and be like right I'm going to buy more products because all of a sudden everybody's against it yeah it's I, I, mm. I don't think yeah of course that's a factor but Nike aren't this small company that are trying to establish themselves yeah. and get a foothold they're one of the most respected sports brands in the industry already like been you think forever. quality you instantly think Nike you know and I think or in the UK anyway impressions could be different in America but I don't I think it's really important that regardless of why they're, they're gonna make money anyway yeah they're gonna make more money from this but there are kids sat at home who are looking at Colin Kaepernick and looking at the story and Nike supporting it and realizing that wow these huge companies are taking it on and there are companies that do things like Kim Kardashian and the lollipops and stuff like mm. that this isn't that this is you know that is questionable you can debate that but I really think they're trying to do something good here you know what guys I feel like more and more <laughs> I'm the one who everyone disagrees with <laughs> Josh is becoming the title of bastion of equality <laughs> well you can let us know what you think in our polls over on Twitter at Educating Josh it is time for the last story of the week that is James's story my story this week comes from TMZ and the headline is Sources claim Mac Miller's home cleaned after drug overdose. Uh, the three things you need to know. Mac Miller was a beloved and popular rapper who grew up in Pittsburgh and had several chart-topping songs throughout his career, first gaining popularity after the release of his debut album in 2011, aged 19. Bloody hell. What have I done with my life? 19. Young legend. Imagine <laughs> that. God. Miller, whose real name was Malcolm McCormick, was found unresponsive in his San Fernando Valley home. While no official cause of death has been released, Miller is believed to have died in an apparent overdose. Since his death, there has been lots of speculation over the rapper's drug use and how his past relationship with singer Ariana Grande may have affected his mental state recently, but very little looking at his work as a creative. My question to you, Josh, is do the press treat celebrity deaths insensitively or do they give the people what they want? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. He absolutely treat it insensitively. Okay, interesting. Like, do you think they treat it respectfully? Well, so... The, I, the way I think we, they think they treat it respectfully. The way we <laughs> I were sort of think they do at all. <laughs> but, like, I, or do they give people what they want? People shouldn't fundamentally just, by default, get what they want. Mm. Like, what we want sometimes is wrong. Like, we don't deserve any news of Mac Miller's death. We don't deserve to pressurise Ari... The, the pressure that Ariana's under at the moment as well is horrendous. Yeah. And it's just... I, I think it's disgusting. Like, I remember when Robin Williams passed away. Sure. And mm. that, was a, that was a death that... A celebrity death, someone I don't know, that mm. passed away that really affected me. It was very sad because he was a big part of my... of growing up. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I don't care if I didn't hear anything for two months. If they just released a statement saying he's passed away and then I don't know anything. Like... Mm. I don't know if that's... Do you know what I mean? I think it's very strange. I think the deep strange. dive comes down, especially at this moment in time where mental health and, you know, the suicide rates are all in question at the moment. Yeah. Um, like drug overdose. I think it was more just the, the, the situation of how it panned out, you know, because of drug use and because of pressure and mm. because he's young. And I think, it, I think that was could have been a way that the media were trying to highlight it in mm. terms of the pressures that's on on young rappers, musicians, and, and just young people in general. Yeah. Now, Josh, I'm going to suggest something now. Um, should we just switch seats? Because I'm pretty sure I'm... My, my opinion on this is what I would have expected you to have. And I don't know what's happened to me, but I think we might have swapped bodies. <laughs> well, what's your opinion? So, okay, so Mac Miller dying is obviously, obviously horrible. Yes. Using Ariana Grande's name and suggesting it's her fault is obviously horrible. Mm. Yes. However, what I was expecting you to talk about here and what I was expecting your opinion to be, which is sort of... I don't like it, but it's sort of what I thought about this, is that the press exists to drive a profit and make yes. money and no, get as doesn't. many... Well, it does I It disagree. does now. I disagree. It does now. It shouldn't. As a, well, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, but it, it does. Shouldn't. Headlines are that, that we have, catching. We that have a privately owned press that is for profit, yeah. and it's meant, what it's meant to be there for is to hold government accountable for things, but it clearly doesn't really do that all that often. Anyone and, so, with, and not even just government, anyone with power. Mm. And so... <laughs> 
Right. I mean, they're using Ariana Grande because essentially she's very, very relevant right now. Mm. And that's why they put her name there and blamed her for this. Well, she was also his, his partner beforehand. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Um, essentially, when I, we're think I know exactly what you're going to say. We're, when we're talking about <laughs> do they give the people what they want? Essentially, they are going to do this what is, they want. This is my next They're point. going to There's do what filter. gets the most clicks. Yeah. And there's no incentive for them to do anything otherwise. And these people... Yes, but they still treat it insensitively. Of course they... Yes, okay. So they've treated it insensitively, but should they do any, anything else? Should they do otherwise? What do you mean? Should... Like, what... Is this immoral, the way that they do this? It's absolutely immoral. Absolutely. Because they're, they're driving their own need for the information. Sure. There's no one demanding it. Well, there obviously is, because people are clicking it. No. People click it because it's the most interesting thing there. People don't know what they don't know exists. So they wouldn't yeah. want it. But the, but the they issue we have with a, free, with, a, with, a, with a press that's owned publicly, sorry, owned privately. If Mac Miller dis- disappeared for, for a week, you gave his family a week to deal with it. You have to admit, like, I, and I do concede, that he's in the public eye in a massive way. So at some point you have to release something. Yeah. He has a following, you know, people are going to question it. It's an invasion of respect and privacy. But in it? that, like, a week, you're telling me they can't hold off for a week? They'll still get those clicks a week later. And in fact, yeah. I believe it would become bigger. I it agree. Yeah, they would get everybody bigger. Be anticipating Everybody's it, yeah. anticipating it. They, they, they know there's a period of respect. And the only people that can set that precedence are the people that are hounding on the doors, taking but the photographs. I, I agree yeah. that they would get the same clicks a week later, but the, we don't exist in a world where there is one company doing the, the news. Mm. If one decides yeah. to have some, some uh, self-restraint and, do, and not publish it, the other one will just do it and they'll get all the clicks. Yeah, well, and, and that just, but that, that, those rules and laws are set by people. You can say that it's yeah. not, you're not allowed to report on a death for a week. Like you could, but th- then let, let's not also forget that this man, like he's a talent, he's an inspiration to all of his listeners. Sorry, if I'm like Matt Miller's biggest fan, I would want to know what has gone yeah, on. Yeah, you like, have because no you right know what, that, some of like, these people are like you know diehard fans. They like cry at every at everything, single thing that happens in his life. So yeah, yeah. So why put them through stress? Why put them through leaks of information over two weeks? Why not wait until they can drive a lot of ads? Well, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So actually, the nicer thing to do to the fans is wait until all the information is collated. You can tell them exactly what happened. Ariana doesn't get there's it in no the neck. There's no speculation. Is, there's no speculation. There's no hate. But uh, nicer is all well and good. But that's not the world we live in. We live in a for profit profit-driven world mm-hmm. no i mean I, I, Again, if the question had been do you realistically think they're going to change the way they act absolutely <laughs> not <laughs> i think that, that that no but do they treat it insensitively yes like are they little cockroaches yes mm. like do they give people what they want no I, that's where i think i don't think they give them what they want i think they hide behind they give them this. what they'll click Mm. But they hide behind the fact that it's like, oh, but people want this. It's like, well, no, they don't know the headline exists until you report it. It's only news when you make it news. Don't make it news. Give the family a week. Like, you have yeah. that ability. Mm-hmm. So why not do that? Again, it's just another argument. We hate capitalism, really. Yeah, so it has basically, this episode has been a... We all hate capitalism episode of Educating Children. Capitalism has flaws, the episode. <laughs> capitalism has flaws, but if we were perfect people, it'd be amazing. But we're not. Yes, we're and not I, I think people. as well, yeah, I, I, what I wrote in my notes when I was researching this story is essentially, it's not the press that needs to change. It's us that need to change. Yeah. It's the fact that this does get clicks is the saddest thing. Absolutely. If we, just take a break. If we, like, imagine if we as t- uh, looked at TMZ making these news stories and as a collective human consciousness went... You're disgusting. Yeah. They would change. Mm. It's the fact that there's a hunger. So in terms of 
do they give us what we want? Yes, as a human, is as humanity, we want drama. We want like people's dirt to be dug up. Yeah. And that is, to me, the saddest thing about this whole thing. And so in a world where where they're going for profit, we need to be the ones mm-hmm. that change. Yeah, you're Society's all too nosy. Changed. That's the problem. It is disgusting. Yeah. And you can let us know what you think in our polls over on Twitter at Educating Josh. It is time for the quickfire round. Josh, Apple has banned Alex Jones's apps permanently for objectionable content. Should they be allowed to ban access to information they don't agree with? Yeah, it's their platform. All right, fair it. enough. Deal with it. Yeah. You sound a little bit despondent, Josh. Yeah, yeah, look, it's like, it's just... We've yeah. had this before. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's their platform. Big Brother 2019 is looking unlikely as Channel 5 has planned a year without the show. Do you think a world without Big Brother will be a better place to live? Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, I was celebrating in my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just planning a party for me. It won't be a good, better place to live for uh, clickbait media, but it might be a better place to live for the rest of us. A BBC investigation has uncovered that landlords in the west of England are offering free rent in return for sex. Should this be allowed between consenting adults or remain illegal to prevent power abuse? What's happening in the West? I just well, this is happening, James. Why just the West? Why just the West? Why just the West? What's wrong with people in the East? It's not. It's not just the West. It's just that this was an investigation by BBC in the West. Oh. Are they just investigating the West <laughs> because they only work in the West. They are BBC in the West. Oh, the Welsh BBC. No, not the Welsh. The West. The West, the West of England. The West and Wells are not the same thing. Yeah, well, they are. Well, they're not. <laughs> they are. The West of England is. Not BBC Wales, BBC West of England. Wales, but Wales is West, isn't it? Wales is West, but it's a different thing. We're getting very off topic. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, I want your answer. Should this be allowed between consenting adults? I don't think I really should have an opinion on this. Right, this is too complicated. And our kid. Josh is actually a landlord in the West. This yeah. is the slowest. I own it. That's multiple properties. <laughs> this is the slowest quick fire round of all time. And Josh, our good news story of the week. Twelve good news and also 12. weird news. Twelve-year-old Delaney Unger has had an unusual cancer surgery, which involved removing her leg and reattaching it backwards in order to her main, main in order to maintain her dancing hobby. Isn't science amazing? That's my question. She but, can kick both ways. Um, yeah, yeah. I suppose she can. And her dancing can be like symmetrical. Is that your opinion? It's really cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. Stop, stop, This has been the worst episode of Quickfire ever. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh, which was the anti-capitalist episode. Also, thank you so much to Tyler West with the best name thank you for ever. Coming I love that for name. Coming on our podcast. <laughs> Please head over to your favorite podcast app and listen to his podcast every day. Hustle. You, you won't regret it. It's really good. It's really good. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh with the polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We also want you to send in more questions for next week's quick fire round. Yeah, because this week sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Josh. Please go subscribe and most importantly, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.